Good evening and welcome to the RFCWSG podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan and Kat. How are you both doing? Good. Yeah, not been. Forever since we've seen each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of hours. Just, just a couple of hours. Eh? So, a few things to discuss tonight. Firstly, we'll kick off with the news that Nick Dock was officially named captain during the week. What did I think of that news? We kind of predicted it a wee bit, so were we overly surprised, Alan? No, I don't think we were overly surprised. We obviously spoke about it in the last couple of weeks and th- thought we needed a wee bit of clarity, so the club have done that. Pretty similar to the announcement he made last summer when Cathy was announced, so I think that stops any questions and just sets everybody up as that's what's happening and what's going with it. Do you think it's a bit harsh on Cathy, though, Cathy? I think it is in the sense that, you know, she came in last season and was announced as captain and it's kind of been taken away from her. But I think from the wording of the announcement, Joe's come in and seen the way that Nick is with the group and how she kind of handles herself on the pitch and then the dressing room and has decided that, that that's who she wants as her captain. So you can't really argue with that, that she's come in completely fresh and seen what Nick offers and thought that that's who I want. But Nick can said herself that, you know, being the captain, it's a lot of responsibility, but she's not the only one that's then going to lead, you know, on the pitch. So I think it's good for her. Um, I think it's good for the club. And it's harsh on Cathy, but I think it takes a bit of pressure off of her now to just go and play football and focus on that rather than all the pressure that comes with being a captain. Yep, Alan, do you think the injuries to Cathy, because she's had a knock last year with her knee, now she's had one with her face, do you think that's had anything to do with the decision that Joe's made? I'm not sure that she would have took into account the the blow to the face. I mean, that that's just one of the freak injuries that could have happened at any time. Uh, I think maybe just, just she's going to rotate more in the central positions and Nick will play more, even if she moves Nick into the holding role that she finished the game in today. I just think Nick's going to be on the park more than anybody, which is why she's probably been picked as a captain. It's a good start so far, so long way to continue. Also, just briefly touched on the documentary that Rangers released during the week about the basically the history of women's football, which was quite nice considering the World Cup's on the now and it gets eyes on the game before, up to this point, Car, did you manage to watch it? Yeah, so I started watching it when it was first like premiering on YouTube, which I didn't know was a thing, so that kind of took me by surprise that I clicked on it and it was like halfway through already, so I had to go back and <laughs> start watching it again. I've not watched all of it, I kind of skimmed through bits and then I watched kind of the end portion that was more about Rangers rather than just like about Scotland, but I had a wee tear in my eye as I was watching the end of it because it's just incredible how far we have come considering we just took over, I can't remember, was it Renfrew or was it Paisley? Ladies. Paisley. Yeah, Paisley. we just took them over because they were, they were struggling financially and then, you know, we then became where we are now to go in pro in 2019 and everything we've done. But as Nick said at the end of it, we've got a long way to go yet, but we're making good strides. Um, and it was really well put together. I think the club have done a, a good job on that. Absolutely. Did you manage to watch it, Alan? I know you've been to the museum and you've just seen the kind of like 
six minute video probably that's in the museum. Did you manage to watch the full documentary? Yeah, I managed to watch a full documentary. Uh, I think it was maybe a night it came out or it was last night. But very well put together, as, as Carl said. You know, they've done a great job on that. And it was obviously only just finished last week because it contained the, some of the goals for Spartans last weekend, I noticed. But it, it's great just to see how far everything's came. I've obviously been a wee bit late to a party joining in on the women's side of it. But it, it's great to see sort of where everybody's came from and sort of where we're still headed. But as you point out, Car, you know, Nick said there's still a long way to go. They're talking about what the hero and internationals, you know, and what other people are doing. So obviously a lot of development you still want to see. Absolutely. I think it's good as well that they've kind of put it out now because they are getting so many people kind of eyes on the game now as well, Car. So it's good that it's kind of caught people up to this point and obviously we were in at the end. But it's good to kind of catch people up, get them interested, get them to know where the history of the game is and up to this point and then they can hopefully be adding on to that year after year with the success that we're hopefully setting the path for. Yeah, I think that was kind of the point. I think they did it for the museum and then they made the full thing. I don't know, was it this year, was it last year, was it like the 50th anniversary of like women being allowed to play football kind of thing. So I don't know if it was any, that, yeah, it's kind of intertwined with that, but it's just really well made. And it's nice that the club are, you know, making a bigger deal about the women's team now and kind of putting it out there more because it kind of seemed like an afterthought a lot of the time before. And, you know, the crowd today was healthy. Like last week at Spartans, there was a lot of people there. And I think more people are tuning into the women's team now that it's more accessible and people are going along, which is nice to see. And hopefully that will just keep growing and eventually we'll end up our own, not stadium, but our own home, so to speak, rather than renting out a, another stadium and we can have our own, you know, piece of history we can build on there rather than just end up in random places. Definitely. So we shall go to today's game then. Brings us nice look to that. I played Aberdeen today, uh, 10 past four kickoff. Alan, what did you make of the game overall? I thought it was a wee bit of a scrappy game. Or I, th- I think we, we let Aberdeen into it a wee bit too much, but we, we did speak about Aberdeen posing more of a threat this season when we were previewing the game last week. And in fairness, it would have been a much more comfortable scoreline if it wasn't for an excellent performance for their goalkeeper. Who I think we spoke at the game. I think she's maybe on loan from Liverpool. So she she had some excellent saves that could have seen us put the game maybe out of sight in the first half. But we gave him one one chance. Mikael was defending and they took it, which made, made it a wee bit nervy at times. But... We we went ahead again with a really good goal, which I'm sure we're going to discuss, and then just overpowered him as the game went on. But it's exactly what we should be doing with teams that are no full time in the league. Uh, it, it it took a absolute creamer of a goal because the goalkeeper was doing so well. Carman pepper peppering that goal with chances, so it took an absolute banger of a goal. Chelsea for it to. 
only seems to score the kind of goals, doesn't she? <laughs> she certainly does these days. Um, it was a, a kind of scrappy game, as Alan says, but I think we, we we're figuring it out. You know, like we're still trying to work out what Joe's asking the players to do, and they're still figuring out each other with a lot of kind of pl- key players out at the moment. Hopefully, back for Wednesday or Sunday. Um, it's still, you know, kind of piecing it together, but we still managed to come away with some absolutely, you know, season-winning goals. Do you know what I mean? Like, some of those goals could be even, like, goal of the season already, and it's only the second game in. So I think it was fantastic to see that we managed to grind it out. Joe didn't look overly impressed at times with just certain bits of play that the team wasn't doing what she asked or just, like, not finding the right pockets that we needed to be in. But overall, we come away with a, a healthy victory, not as healthy as I would have liked, but a healthy victory that just steers us on to Wednesday. Yeah, so I should have actually said that we only had the... Was it the one change, Alan? With one change, Charlie. In behind um, Laura Berry and Kirsty Howitt, and then the rest of the team was as it was for the week before. Did, were you surprised at just the one change, Alan? No, uh, to be fair, I, I actually thought we'd maybe went with the same 11. I didn't see the manager's pretty much press conference. I'm not sure why Rachel Rose swapped out for Laura Berry. But the team just carried on, mostly from where we were last week. And some things were working, Some sometimes it was just breaking down. To be honest, we probably played better than we are looking back and thinking. It was just one of the games that was frustrating and we weren't quite capitalising on the possession and the chances that we had. I think, personally, it was like our game of two halves, really, as it seems to be. Kind of, we had quite a few chances. We were kind of lucky not to be in the lead kind of going into half-time. They obviously, we scored that amazing goal with Chelsea. And then they got a scrappy goal back, but it just seemed like nobody was taking responsibility in the defence. For the, they were, I think Chelsea was kind of scared she was going to pull the lasses in, give away a penalty, but nobody else was taking the responsibility, which then meant they went in one-one, and I think that just kind of decided Joe's mood for the half time, and I don't think she was too happy with them. So I think that's why they came out, and it was a totally different second half. half. Yeah, I think they're still kind of finding their feet. And, you know, we were peppering her with the, the goalie with shots. There was a few that, like, I was surprised really didn't go in because they were just, like, fantastic. It would have been fantastic goals and she just managed to get to them. But it shows that Aberdeen have improved and they've managed to get a goalkeeper on loan from Liverpool, which, you know, is incredible when you think of Aberdeen were at the bottom of the table last season to be pulling in that kind of, you know, personnel is really good for the league. But... Our goal was fantastic. Chelsea is just an absolute baller, but their goal, it's just kind of disappointing. I think everybody just thought somebody else will deal with it. And I think a few people had their hands up as if she was offside and she wasn't offside. And I think everybody just kind of thought, oh, someone else will deal with it. It's fine. They'll get it. Jen will do it or whatever. And then it just never happened. And they got the goal, which is disappointing. It's happened two weeks in a row, in a row but they are still finding their feet in the new system, so I'm giving them a bit of leeway there. But if this continues every week or every game, the rest of the season, I won't be very happy. I think they were kind of claiming that it was offside there, Goal Island, but the ball actually came back off of one of your players. So with the, the, the Scottish refs, you can't really trust them. So you really need to just be clearing that ball and getting it out of there. 
I think it's kind of instinctive in the opposition strikers, like five, ten yards behind your defence, you, you just assume it's offside, but it's, it's just maybe a wee bit of in concentration that we've not realised that's actually one of our players that's, that's played that back, and that's fair enough, Aberdeen are going to go through and they're not going to turn that chance down. But Chelsea was the one chasing back and she just couldn't get in front of the attacker and any challenge she makes, she's probably going to end up conceding a penalty and end up off the park and missing the next couple of games. So, you know, there wasn't really a great deal more Chelsea could do chasing back, but as Carl says, you know, we're, we're still figuring some things out. We do need to tighten up on that because we can't be getting chances like that away all season. Um, and I think we should see, hopefully, the player that got injured, I think it was just before half time. Am I right? Seems like I had a nasty in- injury to her leg, so hopefully, not sure which player it was, but hopefully she's okay because that kind of added a few minutes on at the end of the half, so hopefully she's fine. So then we had a goal, we went and take the lead in the 63rd minute with a goal from Mia McCauley. I think that's our first goal for us. Uh, first senior goal, yeah. First senior goal for us. Do you want to talk us through that one, Alan? Ball came to me in the corner of the box and uh, we put a bit of pressure on Aberdeen at this point and everything kept getting sort of cleared and me as I took one touch, set it up and I think it was just a half volley right into the top corner, right across the keeper. Keeper's got no chance, even even as well as she was playing. It was it was just struck so sweetly and you know, me as just took responsibility and says, you know what, I'll I'll take a shot on. And we're all screaming for players to shoot more often, and she's done exactly that. One touch, set it up, and as I say, it was an outstanding goal. You know, I'll, I'll be in some goalie month compilations, I'm sure. Absolutely. It curled and it dipped, and eventually it went in car. Beautiful. I'm still not over that, to be honest. Like, if Messi scored that, it'd be on every highlight reel going for the next year. But because a 17-year-old lassie scores it, people don't seem that bothered. It's just incredible. It kept bouncing around and cursed they headed it back out and everyone just didn't know what to do. And she just takes it. and just, It's almost like the outside of her foot and she just hits it and it curls and dips in. And it's just an absolute screamer. For your first goal, you couldn't hit a much better than that. Just incredible. For 17 years old, she's got a hell of a future in front of her and we'll be lucky to keep her, I think, because she's going to be one that clubs down south and maybe a rod will be looking at because she's just fantastic in all aspects of the game she's you know great out wide she's very technically gifted with her feet but she can score goals as we know from today so it's just incredible and we broke it out injured for a few weeks Alan I think she's going to be kind of looking over her shoulder with young Mia coming up the back at her heels scoring goals like that well she will but also encourage Brogan to make sure that she's fully fit by the time she comes back because she'll not be under the same pressure to rush back into the team because we've got somebody in her position struggling. You know, so will will the Brogan the world are good having a competition, but it's a chance that Mia's got now she can really get a run of games, especially if she plays well in the next two games, which we'll get on to talking about. 
massive, massive games. If Mayor can perform in their games and go on a run of form, then it can all be good for the team. So after waiting all that time for goals, we only had to wait another five minutes for the third goal that we scored from Rio Hardy. She's on the score sheet again, Cav. She's she's looking good so far. It was it was a kind of strange goal. It just kind of bounced around and everybody was kind of laughing at it and she just kind of got the, the final touch on it. But she's an incredible player. I think we're incredibly lucky to have her. She's, you know, trying to get into those areas. I think there was a few moments in the game where she just looked almost frustrated that it just wasn't, you know, playing paying off. She wasn't getting the ball at her feet where she needed it to and she just kind of went, oh, I'll do it, it's fine. But she's incredible. And I think, you know, I said Kirsten Hout's probably going to be the top goal scorer this season. And I'm starting to rue the fact that I said that because I'm starting to think it's either going to be her or Rachel Rowe at this point. So I might be wrong when I said that, but she's another fantastic talent. And, you know, we've got the young players in just now because we've got so many out injured, but they're all really stepped up to the plate and you wouldn't really notice much of a difference. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday and Sunday how how well that holds together against kind of the better teams in the league. But it's a it's a very uh, interesting time. It's also promising, Alan, the way she's kind of linking up with Kirsty and also Laura Berry as well, that if they're no scoring, they're kind of assisting each other or getting that kind of second assist where they're making the chances for each other, which is really good to see considering how little they've kind of played together already. No, definitely, it was something we spoke about at the game. You know, our forward players are much closer together this year. You know, we we spoke so many times at games last year about whoever was playing up front was isolated. There's no support around them. If he won the ball, there was no to play off them. So we've got three players who are the three are they are all quite close together. So they can have a wee bit more link up play. They can do a wee bit of swapping about and one drop deep, one push on. I don't necessarily think it was Rio's best game playing in a 10. I think she'd be much happier playing one up as one in the two. But she, she worked hard right through the game. She was all, always a well-known runner. And the composure she showed for that goal, that's just what you expect for a top striker. The, the next goal was an absolute dramatic. Kath. Was it Cathy scored? Was it an own goal? Was it Jodie? Who knows? I, mean, I, I wanted to Cathy, so we'll, we'll give it to Cathy. I'm giving it to Cathy anyway, because I'm fairly sure it came off her mid area. It was a corner in, and it just kind of bounces off of her, and then the goalie, I don't know if it actually hits the goalie or the defender, and then uh, is it Jodie or Kirsty or to get it in and the refs oh I don't know if it's in or not we're all screaming for it and then eventually it's given so it's a, a bit of a hectic one but not bad for you know Cathy's first goal of this season so we'll take it and you know those are sometimes the goals that you're going to need to get we had a few corners and they just weren't really there wasn't much coming from them so it's nice to finally get something from a, a set piece today and it was, I think it was Cathy's and we can chop that up Alan as one of the goals that we just have to get over the line. We said we need to score different kind of goals and that's definitely a different goal scored. Yeah, listen, they, they all count the same. You know, whether it's a winder strike for me or McCauley or, or a, a real scrappy goal forced over a line just by Cathy, then they all count the same. You know, they, they all add up 
come the end of the season and hopefully put us in a much better place than we were last year. Absolutely. And then young Mia, full of confidence, was trying to get another goal and eventually she did. Got up, left it a bit later, 89 minute for this one, which was the last goal of the game. Won 5-1, Cara, but what an absolute fantastic game she had. I think she got player of the match with BBC Alpha and don't like anybody can argue with that really. No, she had a fantastic game and I think that goal gave her confidence because there was a, a couple more after the first goal that just went a bit high and a bit wide and she was just kind of cutting inside and just took it really well. But she's just fantastic at those kind of almost Brogan-esque. I don't like to compare players with each other, but she really has kind of watched how Brogan plays and been kind of given that role, just cut inside and take it on because... I think Rachel had a shot before that. There was a few shots that just it wasn't coming off, and I think she just kind of thought, oh, it's fine, I'll sort it." And she just cut in and did it. And you know, I thought that was going to end a, a tighter game than it ended up being because we did leave it so late with a few of the goals. But I'm happy that we eventually got there, which last season we probably would have just ended one-one or maybe a two-one. Yeah, so a few goals, so. BBC Alba said. Mia McCauley, player of the match. Would we disagree with that, Alan, or was she your player of the match as well? It's probably hard to disagree. Or probably the game I was thinking best player in the park was Chelsea. I, I think Chelsea started the season on fire. You know, it's not just the goal scoring, but she's so confident on the ball. She's all, always showing. She's putting the work in defensively. She's breaking forward, and again, the day it was more in the same. You know, on, on a personal level, I thought Chelsea was the best player in the park, but again, it'd be hard to argue with anybody that wanted to pick Mia. What about you, Cara? Was she your player of the match, or did you have somebody else in mind? No, I, I think just because it was her first couple of goals for the club and what a beautiful strike the first one was, I think it had to be her. I think you could make a case for probably most of the players on the the pitch today that maybe not the back line so much but even then Nick and Rachel had you know really good games defensively at times they were getting kind of pushed and shoved all over the place and they just kind of took it on the chin but I'd say Kirsty Howitt she didn't score but I think she had a really good game in terms of the link up and assisting that she did today so I think maybe having somebody beside her will be beneficial for her because she is a confidence player she you know feeds off that and if she's not able to score herself at least she's got the opportunity to then lay off to somebody else to do it which will help her I think so I think it's Mia but you could probably make an argument for anybody if you wanted to What about you Laura? Yeah, I, think I, would, I think I would throw Kirsty McLean into the hat as well she's she's just something else like she's does one maybe the odd too many step overs when she doesn't need to do it <laughs> and the odd around the world turning <laughs> but why not? If you can do it, just throw them in there. But she's just unbelievable in the middle of the park. So I would say the three we've said her, Chelsea, and Mia were just absolutely fantastic. For the substitutes, Alan, we had Rachel Rowe when we're kind of struggling. She started to warm up, but then once the goal started coming in, she was was nowhere to be seen. She kind of went back on the bench and we changed the subs to Kayla and I forgot who else it was. Michelle Coulson came on. 
Michelle Coulson, that's right. I think it was quite good that Rachel Rowe has actually been rested because we're going to have a couple, tough couple of games coming up. Easy for me to say. <laughs> so were you happy with the substitutes that were made? Oh, we'd probably have liked to see more subs used, given the two games we've got coming up in the next week. Just freshen up the the team a wee bit or just give, give some players a wee bit less minutes on the part, I think. Or we can see the bench. It's very, very useful. You know, Rachel Rose is the only experienced player on, on that bench today. We've obviously got quite a long list of players still out. But it showed the versatility within the, the team because they two subs came on, which involved two of the players already on the park, moving to new positions. We obviously saw Mia play through the middle as a striker after the subs. Kayla came on, played wide right. Then Michelle came on at back. Kathy moved across one and Nick moved into midfield. So it shows even though the squad's really light, we've got options to move people about and, and they played really well when they moved. It's good for um, players to be able to kind of fill in different positions because, as we say, we've got a, quite a few injuries out. Megan's got a knock, Tess has got a knock, Rogan's injured. So it's good that players can move about. And for me, I think Nick was really good, actually quite good in that sixth position, which didn't expect to see her in there, but she's done a job in there. I know, it took me a wee minute to figure out what was going on because I think, I, I don't know if I said to you, but my neck up there, like, what's, what's happening here? But, you know, I've never been so happy to see a, a manager or a coach make changes and it not be like for, like, I think I've got trauma from last season and the season before. It was just constant, like, for, like, changes. So to see, you know, I maybe would have liked it a little bit earlier and I think she did plan on making that changes and then we started scoring and then, obviously, she changed her plan, which is quite nice that we've got that ability to do that. Um, but... You know, I think Kayla Jordan, who may be our player, may be a mother role player. We don't really know what's going on at the moment with her. But when she came on, I think she, she did really well and everybody kind of moved around to where they needed to be. But I think they did that a lot during the game anyway. There was a lot of kind of switching and, you know, moving around to where you, players needed to be to fill in gaps and whatnot. So it, it's really nice to see that that's working and that they're working on that in training. And you can see it kind of paying off. Yeah, and on Kayla, and considering she's meant to be on loan, she's kind of she seems to have been kept back now by Joe and Jay, but because of the kind of injuries to like Brogan, Lizzie, etc. But she's coming on and actually doing quite well when she comes on. So should we just keep her, or do you think once they're back, she's going to kind of drop back down the line that she could maybe go to Motherwell the second half of the season? I think we're, we're obviously making the assumption that she's been sort of the loan if it's not been cancelled, it's at least been pushed back and postponed. We look, look at the bench, there is no no other options really unless we put more 15, 16-year-olds on the bench. But she's got a chance she maybe didn't expect in the summer and she certainly she's not had a lot of time on the park but that time she's had on the park she's grabbing that chance and try to make a stake for the claim. Yeah. Yep, so on the, on the loans, we'll move seamlessly to this. Uh, we had Jennifer Ferguson started again for Partick, um, and uh, unfortunately they lost 3-0 to Glasgow City. 
and Becca Taylor came on off the bench for Hamilton in a 7-1 defeat car. Good to see them getting minutes. Did you see any of the kind of Glasgow City game? Did you see how Jenna played at all? No, so I was at work um, and then I watched part of the World Cup um, final. So I didn't actually see how she got on, to be fair. So, I mean, it was nice that they're getting a chance. I maybe would have liked to see Becca get more of a game time just because it's Hamilton versus, you know, Celtic. So realistically, how much of a chance have you got? So you may as well just like give her as much time as possible to kind of get her up to speed. But it's nice that she got some minutes. Obviously, it's not nice when it's a defeat, but it's good that they're they're getting that opportunity. Well, it's been two full games, pretty much, I think, for Jenna Ferguson. And like half an hour, the two games for Becca Taylor. Alan, so did you see any of the game for the Glasgow City game? See how she done? Or? No, I never had a chance to see any of that game. Or I'll try and catch the highlights tonight or tomorrow night. But it's certainly a tough test for, for Jenna if she's played the full game up against Glasgow City, that will stand on in great stead. A different challenge from when he played Dundee United debate last week, I think. So, not sure who they're playing midweek, but a run of games in the team. we a pretty decent team at Partick. I think general will do really well and will massively benefit our chances of coming back and making an impact to Rangers. Absolutely. It could only be a good thing they're getting these minutes against the Top three teams, oh, top two, two, top two other teams because they'll not be able to play against us, thankfully. But moving on, we're going to be playing Hearts midweek and then we'll have Glasgow City next weekend. So, tough couple of fixtures, Car. Certainly, I think this will be the um, baptism of fire for Joe and Jay to welcome to Scottish football. Here's a real test for you rather than two of the kind of lower end of the table teams. But I think we've shown enough that we we've adapted and we've changed enough that I think it shouldn't, you know, Hearts certainly shouldn't be as much of a problem as we seem to make it last season, that we seem to get in our heads by the last game of the season when we hammered them 6-0 when we, you know, needed that. Um, we just got in our heads about trying too hard and we just couldn't find the back of the net. And I don't think that'll be a problem this time. It's certainly going to be difficult. They've recruited really well with a couple of RX players playing for them now and a couple of, like, English players um, joined them, so it's certainly going to be difficult. But I think I think we'll be okay. The Glasgow City game, I genuinely couldn't tell you right now how how that is going to play out. Like it could be a very tight, you know, two one affair, but it could also be something that we just like steamroll because we're full of confidence at the moment. But I'm I'm not feeling that nervous. Surprisingly, I thought I'd be this week could be horrible. I thought it was going to be awful. Like, oh, we've got these two big games, and what if we don't, you know, play that well? But I think I've seen enough that's convinced me that we'll be all right. Hopefully, but Alan, do you think it's the scars of last season that are making the Hearts game seem a bit more daunting? Do you think the players will kind of be in their heads for that one, or do you think because it's a new management team, kind of new setup, new? New players and do you think we'll be all right, or do you think it will the players some of the players for last season will maybe be a bit concerned about them because Hearts have improved as well, I think. Yeah, um, Hearts have obviously made made strides. So they they made it clear they hadn't scored enough goals last season. They've brought in a few strikers, 
in the summer. So they're going to be a dangerous team to play and we can't afford to give them chances and be careless at the back. In terms of scars for last season, I'm hoping we're going to change our system, change our management. You know, these scars have healed quite, quite a bit. If it was just more in the same for last season, then I would be more worried about the scars for last season. But just having that more support around whoever's playing up front and no asking them to do it on their own, then I think we'll make chances and I think we'll, we'll take chances. I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in the game. I think it'll be very tight. But I'm looking where it's a tight game or a comfortable win for us as long as it's three points when we come back, back down and get ready for Glasgow City and then do the same on Sunday. Let's Ricard, would you make any changes to the team today? Would you bring maybe Rachel Rowe back in to kind of get a grip, grip of the game like early doors? I think if um, Megan and Tess are back fit, um, I'd potentially bring them back in, but it depends. Obviously, we don't know what they were out with and how you know, serious it was if it was just a wee knock and she was just wasn't risking them because she thought, well, we don't really need them, we'll be fine with the youth. I'd like to bring Megan back in just because I think she does really well in that role. Um, I think Rachel role does incredibly well whether she comes off the bench or whether she starts. So I think maybe Joe will play it by ear and kind of see how we get on with Tess back in the midfield and Megan in behind the front two see how we get on with that and then if it's a game that's crying out for it, she can bring her on and she can come on and grab it by the scruff of the neck if it needs must. But I think it's good that we've got that versatility, but that's banking on the fact that they're back fit. If they're not, we don't really have much of a choice and she's going to need to start because, you know, we can't be running players into the ground this early in the season, especially young players that are just kind of setting foot into the senior squad. So it's potentially... You know, we will need to bring her back. Hopefully, it was nothing, and she was just wrapping her a cotton wool for these coming games to just give her a bit of a rest. What about you, Alan? Would you make changes to the start eleven for today? Possibly, I'd, I'd look at bringing Megan or Rachel Rowan to the front three, but I I don't see any changes being made. So, middle to back. And the team, I, we spoke about who our best players were for the game today and we spoke about how well Chelsea and Kirsty played in the midfield. I can't see them dropping out, even to bring Tess back. And that's no underestimate how important Tess has been, but the way Kirsty and Chelsea are playing, I think if Tess is back, Tess will be on the bench in there to bring on if, if we need extra support and solid it up in the middle I think maybe it might be harsh but it might be Laura that misses out if she brings in either Megan or Rachel Rowe and Rio will push up one with Kirsty Yeah I'd agree with that I think either Megan or Rachel is going to come in that kind of number 10 position with Rio and Kirsty leading the line What about the goalie? Does Vic come back in at all, Cash? I don't know, because I don't know whether you 
how much Joe's going to want to rotate the goalies or if it's a case of, you know, Jenna's not really done that much wrong, but she's not really had much to do. So it might be kind of harsh to to drop her now that we're at the kind of more important games. And that kind of paints a picture of, well, you're fine for the other games, but Vex, the, the, the number one that's there for the, the big games kind of thing. So I don't know if that's harsh, but... Personally, I think I would. I think I would bring Vic back in just because I know what she can offer us. When there's more shots being peppered at us, she's, you know, as much as she was playing last season, got more of a track record of making kind of good saves. Not that Jenna's a bad goalkeeper, but she's got mistakes in her, which gives me a little bit of fear, but seems to be handling it a bit better this season. So I think I would personally, but I don't think Joe will. I think just why it was in my mind was because today when... Aberdeen kind of worked best and I was a bit she had a few moments I was kind of like oh here we go again yeah. with Jenna to the season's path but Alan would you change the goalkeeper or do you think it'll just be as you say the same kind of defence goalkeeper midfield and it'll just be maybe that number 10 position that'll get switched up I, I don't expect the keeper to change uh, I, I think Jenna's got the gloves until she really deserves to to be left out. I think Vicky will probably have to be patient, but once she gets a chance in the team, then she'll grab it and she'll get a proper run. I don't. We've already spoke about it in the last couple of weeks. I don't think we're going to see the the sort of potluck of what goalkeepers going to play every week. I think both both the girls are going to get a run in the team, and it's Jenna's place to lose right now. If you bring Vic back in for these two big games, it's adding a lot of pressure on that argue maybe we don't need to put on the team. Very interesting. So we'll go for score predictions for Hatch, then we'll have a wee discussion today. What's your score prediction for Hatch? And it's also at half six kickoff, everybody, so be there at half six. Uh, they, they changed the time on everybody and thankfully most of us seem to have noticed that there was lots of unhappy people saying I don't know how I'm going to get from work I don't know, oh, it's not enough time um, just because it seems to be a theme from the last couple of games I'm going to go 4-1 to us, I think we'll we'll be alright but I think hearts do have goals in them and I think we'll maybe make a mistake so I'll say 4-1 Alan? I think it'll be very, very tight. We'll probably have to go late into the game before we secure it, but I'll be optimistic and say 3-1. Again, I'm, I'm not convinced that we'll keep a clean sheet based on the last couple of games and based on Hearts will be a, by far the most dangerous team we've played so far this season, but I think we'll have enough to, to get the three points and start healing the scars of last season. Well, I'm going to go an every 2-1 win. I think we're definitely going to concede because it's to be a friend. I think we'll get a couple of goals and get it over the line, but it'll be nervous. We'll be nervous. Car's going to be breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think for the Glasgow City game, I think a lot of the kind of team selection is going to depend on the midweek game. Car because I don't know who she's going to pick if she's going to kind of 
maybe rest players for back since Glasgow City take that, which would be the bigger game and Hearts should be a bit easier, but might not play it that way. So what do you think for the team for Glasgow City? I think again, I think it depends on who's you know, fully fit and who's, you know, doing all right after the, the midweek game. Because there is a lot of games, you know, in close um, succession sort of, uh, uh, to each other. So, I don't know. I think, personally, I'd go with the strongest. You put your, your strongest 11 out there to begin with and then see how we get on, which means that it's probably Rachel Rowe in that number 10 position with um, Kirsty and Rio up there I'd potentially take Jodie out and put Tess in just because she offers that bit more experience and a bit more kind of I don't want to say level headedness because it's not as if Jodie's erratic but you know, that just kind of bit more calmness in the in the midfield beside Kirsty and Chelsea um, probably the back line would probably stay the same and I'd, I think I'd probably go Vic to be honest in goal, just because she's just played at a World Cup, you know, if that if you can't handle the pressure of Glasgow City when you've just played at a World Cup, you know, she's an international for New Zealand, played at a World Cup, and she just signed an extension with her. She's not going to sit on the bench and you know play the cup games. Do you know what I mean? She's going to get some of the bigger ties. I think that's why she's been you know brought back in after being with us last season. So I think she'll go fairly strong, and I think we'll be all right. There's also the option as well, if you take Jodie, putting Megan in on the wing as well. So there's options there, it depends if she's back. You switch it up. Alan, what would you do? Would, would you switch it up or keep it the same? I think there'll not be too many changes. I think uh, shape will be important. Uh, well, need to be players picked who will fit into the shape. Uh, I think if you're looking at taking Jodie out, um, I'm not really sh- sure that would be entirely fair on, on Jodie, who's done really well. But I think the most likely replacement for Jodie on that side would be Rachel Rowe playing out there. And then possibly have that, that energy out there, that experience on that side. And you probably see Megan in the 10 rolling behind Rio and Kirsty. Certainly going to be an interesting week. So it's half, half six Wednesday. Tickets are still available. And then Sunday is ten past four at Broadwood. Tickets are definitely still available for that. But it'll probably be a big crowd expected with a few tickets in that way. So definitely get your tickets for that. So we had the World Cup Sweepstake winner today. Uh, Louise won that because Spain beat England. If you didn't already know. Sorry if I just spoiled that for you. <laughs> she's, she's already contacted myself and her flag is in the pipeline, so that'll be up at Broadwood soon. Well done to Louise. I'd lucky to Charlene, who had England. And obviously, I'd lucky to England as well. We're so upset, right? Uh, also, we had the FPL week one, well, joint winners was myself and Graham. Wasn't a fit as much as Alan thinks it was, so <laughs> just good football knowledge, that's why we're here. Uh, but it's 
no look as great this week, so we'll ruffling over that and pass it to Alan <laughs> for the score predictor. Well, the score predictor I've, I've posted on the Facebook page, uh, Gordon's still leading. Uh, he's started very strong in the first two, two rounds, so he's still still a man to catch. Uh, he's a good take-up, uh, 12 out of 14 who entered in the first week, entered last week, so just to encourage anybody else who's sort of watching, had a wee look at it, join in. So it's a wee bit of fun, we time a bit of fun's into the group, and... You can always have a wee bit of a laugh if somebody gets a really bad score or be amazed at somebody that gets a really good score. And more importantly, just have a wee bit of fun with your friends in the group and make sure you get a better score than they do. It's been interesting so far, Carl. We were actually watching all the other scores in the games today. Which we've kind of kept an eye on the past couple of seasons, but it's kept us looking at the, the scores elsewhere today. So. Yeah, I've definitely not been. Obviously, like you look at the table and you see who's where and like what's going on, and but I've never been so invested in how Hamilton are doing and how Motherwell are doing like before because I just I hate being wrong. I hate losing things like competitions. Anything I hate. That's why like I won't mention the FPL because I've done awful at that because I didn't actually know what I was doing last week and I came dead last. <laughs> at one point, I've done a bit better this week, I think, but I haven't actually checked to be fair. But it's interesting. It's just a way to keep an eye on the league and like see, you know, who who's brought in, who who's scoring, where, what's going on. And so it's made it a bit more exciting and kind of got me looking at, you know, the rest of the teams in the league. Definitely, but definitely a good idea. It's got everybody talking and joining in. So well done, yeah, Gordon again. We need to get some tips off him. I think I might need to look at his scores before I make my prediction <laughs> next week. <laughs> He seems to know what he's talking about. Maybe we need to get Gordon on. <laughs> but thanks very much, Darlin, again. And Kath. Yeah, thank you. Back next week talking about the game and spoke by uh, six points on the board. Who's hoping? Hopefully. A quick mention, we, sh- we should say it was it was really good to see how many of the scarves were, were on, on display at the game today. Uh I think it was nice for always to see, but especially Carr has done all the work on that. So yeah, it really took me by surprise. Like I knew, like I've known how many people bought them, but it kind of just like I was walking down to give some to Martin and his mum, and just seeing like little girls with their scarves and they're all just like playing with them, and they had them laying on the wall, and like people I've never spoken to at the games before, I've never interacted with, but. Their wains are running about with scars, and like a couple of people came over and bought them from me because they saw us like offering them out and put on the group and that. So it's just it's been very nice that all like the hard work and stress that goes into getting those organised and made is actually kind of paid off. And they're actually almost sold out, so I don't know whether I'm going to have to do a second batch and go through that again just because people seem to be really liking them. Absolutely. So if you want them, contact Car or contact myself at the RFC WFG. They are obviously limited, but if you are interested, we will obviously get Car back in our wee shop making our scarves. So let us know if you're in. Let us, <laughs> we work hard, honestly. So if you're interested, let us know. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.